0: Alright, uh, episode two. Figured I would do a um, weird little offshoot one, uh, just relating to a particular story of mine. Yeah, so uh, thank you again for listening to Postboy Posts, and thank you again, um, Anchor. Still trying to figure out uh, how to work it all, but actually seems uh, to be fairly seamless. I'm, so I was surprised I was able to actually edit my video um, after I made it. Yeah, so um, still trying to figure out how to put intro music in if I'm want to do that so yeah I I do want to do that eventually but um also yeah you got some good background music you know seems pretty chilly anyways um so my last uh intro um I laid out a fundamental uh theme that I seem to focus on or at least I always have focused on and now I notice that 2020 is uh really just outright attacking it across all boards is, um, catharsis, as I was saying before, and louche, and just natural human expression, uh, free expression, there's a lot of different words to use for it, um, yeah, so, sorry if I'm using um a lot, it's kind of, uh, more me remembering recalling. calling, yeah, yeah there was this festival that specifically I, 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 also, I should say I made a video about this on YouTube before. If you happen to be hearing the same content again, I don't care. So, um, <laughs> sorry, but I don't. Yeah. So, um, this festival I went to, it's called the Hudson project. It was, um, in between two festivals that had happened. Um, one of them being, Well, actually, both of them being Camp Bisco, but I consider them two different festivals. Camp Bisco is a uh, festival that happens in New York City. Or, sorry, New York State. Um, Mariahville is where it used to happen at. And now it got relocated to Pennsylvania in Scranton. So, um, when it was in Mariahville, it was pretty much um, anarchy... An old-school anarchy uh, libertarian-esque anarchy and it was a open field that just kind of had atvs running around it just people going crazy doing really whatever they wanted to uh police were not allowed into the area unless they had a death warrant yeah because it was on an indian reservation yeah it was, it's the place is called the ilcc not to blow it up but like, they used to have really, really heady electronic festivals there, where that was, to this day, the most absurd place I've ever been to, and I went there three years, yeah, like, it's just, it just was balls to the wall insanity, yeah, I think I went there four years, anyways, so, um, after, they ended the, they ended their, festival run at Mariahville because of just so much it was just too much you know like it it, we all kind of knew eventually it was going to end we the last year we were going we had an idea it was going to change locations but they didn't have any festival planned out for that middle period that year which I believe was I want to say 2000 it wasn't 2012 oh maybe it was 2013 or something but yeah so the Hudson Project happened in Sagerties, New York, and um, it was the same location that Woodstock 94 happened at, not the one that burnt to the ground, but the one that got really muddied out, and they still didn't do another Woodstock for five years because of how, like, muddy, just the ridiculous and not got. Anyways, so we kind of knew that getting in. We're like, okay, yeah, so, you know, maybe expect mud or something. We drive our cars in, um, we park our car in the general parking area, and then our friends park in the far parking because they didn't pay for the parking. (laughs) Funny enough, they parked on a paved parking lot, like, five miles away, and that actually saved them. So, I'll get to that. Um... This is the Hudson Project in Socrates, New York, I believe 2013, I want to say. It was either 13 or 14. I want to say it was actually... It was 14. It was 2014. And... The, so we get in there, and we already stake our spot. And, and we notice when we first get in there that all the campsites were named after boroughs in New York City. So it was, like, we stayed in the Bronx. Yeah, and the Bronx was, like, really muddy and hilly and shit. It was weird. And then, like, Manhattan was, like, the VIP area and stuff. Like, it was really... it's pretty peculiar already from the get-go. And it was a really heady stacked lineup. There were some really uh, avant-garde acts that were playing. So, you know, it's a good sell. And we, we get in there, and we notice right above our heads there are street lamps we're like oh hey there's street lamps that's kind of interesting wait they have cameras on them and it's interesting now hearing about what I hear about smart cities and how smart cities have cameras attached to their street lamps and I saw this in a festival which I always said even from before this festival I'm like where do all the sociologists go once they graduate like, do they just become festival organizers and run analytics? Like, <laughs> like you know, I, I, I didn't have the uh, forethought to call it analytics at that time, but that's what I was thinking. So, yeah. Uh, we go into the festival. We know street lamps are, have cameras, and they're all over us. And we're like, oh, great. All right. It's going to make uh, picking up party favors a little harder now. And um, walking around a bit, and we notice when we get now we're in the campsites and there's a gate entry point from the campsites to the actual festival grounds and there's these weird collared shirt guys that like are wearing different colored collar shirts but they don't seem like private security because they are just very staunch standing all their movements are very methodical they had dogs with them like German Shepherd dogs with them hmm, interesting. Seems like these guys may have been, like, on their weekend off, you know? Like, that's that's what I was catching the drift of, or even if something maybe a little more than that. They were in plain clothes, though. Private contractors that seem to have almost, like, uh, at least state police training, you know, which put two and two together there. It sounds like an agency to me. So, yeah, we, um, we, we w- keep walking past these collared shirt guys, and this was in New York, I believe, before, it was definitely before marijuana was decriminalized, because so I didn't get caught there, but I heard that people were getting caught with marijuana, and funny enough, we were walking into the festival grounds, and literally there was, like, a big marijuana leaf, like, on the projection stage, while people are getting arrested behind me for marijuana, and I'm like, what the fuck? So, like, and there was an on-site judge, an on-site judge, that would charge you, like, a thousand dollars for a marijuana citation at the spot, and not even cut off your wristband, because they figured, oh, maybe this person will do it again, (laughs) and if you, if that happened to you, you're still not gonna cut off your wristband, unless you're really pissed off, you know, like, you'll be like, oh, shit, I I still might as well see the music, you know, It's, it's crazy, it was a weird, weird time, so... A lot happened to us in the crowd. I'm not going to get into the... Uh, to the psychedelic aspect of it, I guess. Um, I, I got a lot of crazy festival stories from this festival as well, too. But... Uh, I, I guess I should mention that during the Flaming Lips... They had to stop their set at the very end... During their cover of Loosing the Sky with Diamonds... Because they flashed a bunch of colors at the stage all at once... And, like, apparently gave someone a seizure in the crowd. I was told later that apparently that's also, like... Um, a artistic False flag that could have happened Like, literally uh, they, they staged a medical Incident for, like the, I don't know, yeah, I don't know, man It's the Flaming Lips, uh, yeah, so And then Flying Lotus Ended that day, yeah, it was a pretty crazy day So, um The following day Things start amping up even more We notice on the second day That they introduce, they introduced this On the second day, Mounties Horse mounties. They were not there on the first day. They were there on the second day. These horses walking through the campsites, shitting all over the freaking trails. We're trying to walk on the trails. We see horse shit in the trails. Like, we're like, why? Why? This is a festival. Why are you introducing fucking horse mounted cops? There's no reason for this. It literally just to freak us out. Like, that's all it is. It's just a power play. So, at this point, I realize that this festival has a lot more going on. Because I already heard about the people getting arrested, and now it seems like a trap. And now there's can there's cameras all over our campsite, and now there's horses chopping around. I'm like, what is going on? So, and also they kept changing who was planning on uh, being the last artist, which I really do care about. Like, when I pay for a fucking festival, I want to know who's going to be closing out the entire thing. I plan on being there the entire time. And they kept changing the artist. It was supposed to be like tipper and then they changed it to paper diamond which i didn't believe because i'm like he's not even a top tier artist what are you doing and then they like changed it to to infected mushroom like they kept changing it around and and all those guys were supposed to play on the last day too and i'm like and i kept saying i'm like this festival doesn't seem like it has an end like this whole thing is not a real festival i was saying it's like a fake festival like this like i kept saying that i had this weird intuition and there was this one security guy I'm going to try to keep it as broad as I can, that was there, that was pointing things out, because he was from the only higher team that was not part of this internalized thing going on. He was part of a, uh, outsourced, uh, security group there to kind of just, like, uh, basically be liaisons. And he was, um, giving us heads up, letting us know that what they were doing was bad, you know, letting us know, like, oh, yeah, they're searching wallets now and stuff like that, which they did. They searched, they searched wallets and they searched shoes. Yeah, and he saved my ass, actually. And like a lot of other people's asses that were willing to listen to him. Maybe that was all part of the trick. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, he, I met him on the second night after all the music has ended. And I was actually mentioning him and talking about this, this cool security guard. He was sitting in my campsite because we shared our campsite with our neighbors he was sitting in my campsite in my camp chair right when i was talking about him i freak out we we you know the synchronicity hits real hard and we start talking and he starts pointing he's the first he tells me he's like yeah tomorrow's not gonna happen I'm, right when he says that i'm like no you're bullshitting me he's like no it's gonna rain out it's gonna thunderstorm everything's gonna go crazy and i look on my phone clear skies it said like a chance of like 10% rain or something and I'm like um yeah I know it doesn't say that on my phone but I have had sketchy feelings about this festival he's like oh no I'm telling you it's gonna rain out prepare for it I'm like okay and then he's like oh yeah here let's walk around the festival grounds he starts pointing out at the different art art installations he's like oh yeah look at that like, he explains like, no, oh, that's esoteric, now oh, that's esoteric, oh, that's esoteric, oh, that's esoteric, like, and, and he's like, yeah, this whole thing's a giant energy loosh, it's a giant energy far, like, harvest, you know, they're, they're just trying to basically program people's minds, this is a broad MK Ultra experiment, but also in the form of entertainment, and I'm like, you know, I was a little above my head at that time, and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm gonna need some, oh, did I get some proof? But like i don't know like it, there was a lot of other proofs. um yeah he tried to walk me up to the i asked him about the mansion that i heard about he said yes there is vip vips going on in the mansion i'm gonna try to get you in and i'm like all right i walk up to the mansion and it is dead and all the lights are off and i'm like oh uh, this mansion they, there would be no reason to have all its lights off like that and i'm like and he kind of even walked up and was like, well, what the fuck, and I'm like, and there was, like, one security guy that just saw me standing by the entrance to that, man, she's, like, getting the fuck away from here, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck, and I'm like, I don't want to get you, I don't want to get you fired, man, alright, bye-bye, so I let him go, but I'm like, something weird's going on, and I was, like, walking around, I remember, like, I, I walked to a couple of the other vendors, one of them, that's one, one of the vendors told me, oh, yeah, that's how, like, the Flaming Lips do their thing when I asked, like, about that, um, they gave me some weird cryptic stuff, but, so the following day was the Sunday, and that was the day that they had the, their, their, uh, one-day passes available for, so this festival all of a sudden went from a 15,000-person festival to a 30,000-person festival, and, like, Axe Bronson was supposed to play that day, Bassnectar was supposed to play that day, a bunch of people were supposed to play that were, like, big-name artists, and... All these people just came out for this day, and they parked them in the area that we parked in. They, like, for some weird reason, they, like, didn't have enough space in their auxiliary parking lot, so they just had this extra one, too, right next to the one that we paid for, and they, like, came into that one, and I'll just skip ahead, five o'clock, on the last day of a festival, everyone's fucked up, you know, if you're not, like, you're surrounded by fucked up people anyways, you're not planning on leaving. And then, thunder starts. I look up the weather report. Oh, now it's a 90% chance of rain with a massive thunderstorm heading upon our way. To this day, I honestly think that it was uh, localized farm seeding. I think that they used the same techniques that one would do to cloud seed over a farm. That's my own personal take there. It's what it really seemed like was going on. And, you know, there's been instances before where I've suspected that, but this one's almost, it's very clear-cut in my mind. Especially for the fact that, um, Bass Nectar, Lauren, he has his own little, uh, scandal going on right now, where he, uh, gaslit a 17-year-old over a Zoom call when they were trying to call him about accusations. Yeah, so, uh, this guy's no, uh, no Spring Peach either. And, um, Lauren or Bass Nectar, or sorry, the artist known as Bass Nectar, didn't even leave to go to Mariahville that day. This thunderstorm just came up out of nowhere, and I know that for a fact. This guy was not there when he was supposed to be playing three hours later. He was still in New York City. Explain to me that travel time. <laughs> See? Doesn't make sense. So there was something going on there where they kind of set up a festival to fail. This whole thing works in a microcosm, where people that are studying this type of activity, they, they, they look at the cause-effect, 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 and, you know, at the end of the day, most of the people that went to the Hudson Project still will say, oh, I had a fun time, because they parked on this outside parking lot, and they, like, so anyways, um, people's cars in the lot that we were in had their engine blocks roughed in the mud they could like not leave nor turn on their cars anymore like you know if if their engine block wasn't in the mud their mufflers were so they couldn't you know they didn't want carbon monoxide poisoning and shit so luckily my friend was able to bribe a farmer at five o'clock in the morning fifty dollars to pull us out and he was driving like a freaking jeep so yeah Uh, goes to show anybody driving a uh, four-door sedan what happened to them in that lot yeah so a lot of people were able to get out they ended up just like kind of sticking it for the night they there's videos of people at the Hudson Project sliding down um like trails of mud and it's really disgusting because all of those people forgot that horses were shitting in that trail the day before (laughs) yeah I saw people doing that Um, when I was leaving and I kept yelling at them like, dude, the horse shit, the horse shit and like, right when I said that, they're like, oh my god and they're like like... (laughs) yeah it's so gross seeing those videos and people forgetting about the horse shit I'm like, it almost kind of seems funny that they had horses walk through the second day and then caused, or I apparently think, I do think, caused a flood the third day so, yeah uh, the Red Cross was eventually called in Six days later, or sorry, they were stuck there for six days after the festival. The Red Cross was called in by the second day. I believe there were lawsuits about the damaged cars, but it all kind of just got weeded out in insurance and stuff. Like it's really, really weird. Yeah, there's a thing like hashtag uh, uh, What happened at Hudson? I'm pretty sure. What happened at the Hudson Project? Like there's there were some uh, there were some oddities definitely coming from this, but. I look at it as a microcosm. And I think that things like Burning Man and Coachella... Well, maybe not Coachella, but Burning Man, Electric Forest, Campisco, Hudson Project, those middle-tier, middle-line festivals... Burning Man, obviously, being the largest out of all of those. Um, they... And also, I would say, Dead, dead Tours. Um, they have, like, this weird sociological aspect to it where it's what in my opinion people consider as like mk ultra like an mk ultra project you know but done on a mass level and done um hands free you know hands free like you submit yourself to it and it's not necessarily evil or bad but there's a framework going on there And it's a framework you still can't control you can't you can't force a band to play you know so when a band cancels or when a band's doing something weird on the stage or something like or it could be really anything i mean i remember at hudson project one of my favorite acts Fortet, on the end of the second day right before i saw the mystic man at my campsite he was playing behind... uh, This guy behind him had dog tags the entire time. It was weird. I just got this really weird vibe I remember when I was seeing that set that I'm like... Like, I thought. I'm like, is this guy his handler? And I didn't even, like, understand the concept of a handler at that time. But I was like, this guy looks like... Like, um, now, I had no no word for it back then. But I'm like, this guy looks like a handler. But, like, is he supposed to look like a handler? Like, I don't know. Is this really strange vibes, you know, strange vibes that, going back to my first video I made, are far, far more rare nowadays, and that I feel like there's just this, not a veil, but, like, an iron curtain of, not to make a Soviet reference, but, you know, just an actual physical, like, stone wall of catharsis um, synchronicity, things like that, like, you really, really, really gotta, like, sniff the roses and smell the nuance in order to catch any similarities in this kind of, uh, life profundity, you know, in 2020. It's, it's hard to see and hard to feel the profundity in 2020 because it's just all so in-your-face overly aggressive, (laughs) I guess, yeah, it is overly aggressive, you know, so, yeah, that's my story about the Hudson Project, yeah, it's, I think that it was a, arguably, an intelligence agency operation masquerading as a festival that possibly cloud seeded its last day to expect a riot from people that weren't about to see Base Nectar, but instead they just kind of submitted, yeah, so, sit on that one. Anyways, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. I'm going to keep these going. I thought I would kind of rehash that one for you. Mention some things I forgot about. I'm going to try to remember anything else I forgot about. I'm pretty sure I mentioned most of the things I would want to mention about that. Some Project. There were some other very interesting things. Some, uh, some good community there, too, I should definitely mention. Like, at least the, fo- the folk that went. Yeah, so keep it real, guys. Try to create your own festival, I guess, you know, as small as it may be, just do something festival-like, I guess. Community is fleeting, and one day may belong in a museum. So, peace!